So one of my absolute favorite things in my practice over the last 25 years has been the ability to travel the world and meet really amazing, unique orthopedic surgeons. And, and that's exactly what we're doing on this episode. We're bringing on a, a dear friend of mine, Julian Machado, who's an orthopedic surgeon that specializes in knee surgery from Brasilia, Brazil. We've met uh, several times along. I've been to his home. He's been to my home. And it's really become, it's just an amazing story about how you meet these unique people and they take you to their cities. And, and when you're with them, you're not a tourist. You're doing the things that they do. And it's really become one of the great passions for me. I really, I truly miss it uh, in this pandemic. And so some really fond memories of the times that Julian and I've had sharing with our families as well. So I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you do as well. I am really excited. We're taking a little pivot here at the Ortho Show, and we're bringing you now Pitch Pro. We have an amazing group of panelists. Think of it sort of like a shark tank for orthopedics. Joe Mullings, Vin Dasa, The Fro, and the bearded one, Matthew Ray Scott, on a panel where medical device and pharma companies come in to pitch their story. We listen. We talk. We provide advice, and it is a hoot. We have amazing personalities. We provide amazing counsel and advice uh, to these groups. We are having a lot of fun. You guys are going to love it. Pitch Pro by The Ortho Show. From medical media, this is The Ortho Show. Hello world, Dr. Scott Sigmund, your favorite opioid-sparing orthopedic surgeon, healer of knees and shoulders left and right here for another episode of the Ortho Show podcast, where we bring you the best of the best in the orthopedic world. And when I say world, I mean the world, because today we have a dear friend of mine, Dr. Julian Machado, who's an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in the knee from Brasilia, Brazil, the capital of Brazil. Julian, it's a pleasure. It's so good to see you again, my friend. How are you? I'm fine. It's a great honor to be with you. Oh, my God. I miss you a lot, man. You know, we have a story. <laughs> we have we have so much history together. It's, it's really amazing. And uh, we've had so many opportunities to potentially get back together. I was going to come to Brazil and hopefully you would come back to Boston. But obviously, a little bit of a world pandemic can sort of put the kibosh on that stuff. But uh I'm glad to see that you are well. How is how is Luan and the girls? Everybody's good, I hope. Yes, everybody's fine. Here in, in Brasilia, the the pandemic, the COVID wasn't so bad, you know. We had like a a peak in July, August last year, and in March of this year we had some some bad time too. But now it's it's very quiet here. We're uh, coming back with our uh, uh, works and we're coming back with our lives, you know, and the we have the the, the vaccine here uh, is about uh, 30% of the population in Brasilia now. That's great. Well, I mean, from what I remember from Brasilia, it really is sort of an interesting city. I mean, it was 
it's isolated. I mean, it was built specifically to become the capital of Brazil. And I remember you, you, you so fondly being so proud, you know, of your home city and the way that it's designed, if I'm not mistaken, it's like an airplane, if I'm not right, like there's the center and then the wings that go off to the side. And so I know that people from flying in from all over the country and all over the world, but Brasilia itself is relatively isolated from many other parts of, of Brazil, which I know have been really hit very hard. Yes, we are in the center of the country. It's not very isolated. Uh, we have some big cities now around Brasilia, uh, but uh, it, it, being the capital, we have a responsibility with a, a great region. You know, we have a 3.5 million population here. We have the, this form of a plane, yes, and we have like uh, the neighbors are called like uh, South Wing, North Wing. That's that's the that's the way it is here, and but uh, we have a lot of responsibility with about 10 million people around Brasilia in the health system of Brazil, you know, and it's a, it's a lot of responsibility. Now it's we're really not so isolated, and Brasilia now uh, in 19 in 2019 we were the the biggest hub for domestic flights in Brazil. We connected all, all the country uh, with flights from our airport here. But with the pandemic, we, we stopped it. Now, you know, it's, it's a little bit more quiet here. Yeah, no, I know that uh, there's been a lot of reports. You know, it's funny. One of the things that I've been involved in is my laser. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but we use laser to help patients with COVID. And we've had inquiries from around the world. And, and one of the countries that is really a big believer in the potential for laser is Brazil and they use laser, you know, quite frequently. So I've been in touch and I've had many doctors and professors who have read my article, who've reached out to me for protocols. And so I'm hopeful that uh, despite the fact that the, the pandemic is hitting you really still very hard, that uh, perhaps some of these treatment modalities are helping the people. Yes. It's a, it's a model that they're using here in the, in the ICU uh, we're using laser here to help them, trying to keep them alive. Uh, we have we have a lot. We, we have a, a health system here. We call SUS. Uh, it means like a universal health system, you know. And we had a, a hard time last year, and we we're, we are having a, a hard time now. But our health system are are doing great. We're keeping most of the people well, and uh, but we have a lot of casualties. It's been uh, India is also really bad at this point for us. It's very similar to your story here in Boston. Now our numbers are way down. Uh, most of the most people, at least fifty percent or so, now have been vaccinated, and most of the major cities are are going to completely open, which is you know pretty amazing. And even the masks mandate are now going away. Our CDC basically took away the mask mandate. I think they're doing that on purpose because I think they want everybody to get vaccinated. So if you've been vaccinated, you can take off your mask, but if you haven't, you got to keep it on. So I think that's what they're trying to do. But yeah, no, I think we're, we're, we've gotten very busy once again in orthopedics, you know, lots of injuries, lots of sports injuries that are happening now because people are are getting back into it as well. You know, Julian, what we always like to do is I I love the stories of, of the doctors that we bring on the show and, if I'm not mistaken, your father was an orthopedic surgeon. Is is that correct? And so that's that's where orthopedics came for you very early in life. Yes, yes. I graduated 
graduated in med school in 1998. And I started my residency here in Brasilia. In the hospital there, my father was the chief. And I started the... I, I, I always dreamed to be a, a doctor because of him. You know, and I and I have I have a sad story with a with a happy end now because my my father last year had a, had a diagnosed with a lymphoma, and he treated it, and the happy end is he's now well, but he stopped, he quit the the med med medicine. He's not uh, he's not working anymore. You know. And it's, but it's happy because he's alive and he's with us and, and everything. But uh, he's, he's, he was always my example, you know. His specialty is trauma. He is a trauma surgeon. It, it, it was very uh, common in Brazil in the late 70s, in the early 80s, the, that the orthopedic surgeons were all trauma surgeons, you know. They used to, to perform just treating the fractures. And when I can uh, when I come and I start my doing uh the residency, I start uh thinking about to to do something different. I love trauma. I performed some trauma surgeries until now, but uh I started to study and I went to Sao Paulo, our biggest city here, and I made my fellowship in USP, uh, University of Sao Paulo. That's the number one university in Latin America, if you see. And I made my, my fellowship there in knee surgery with uh, a very famous orthopedic surgeon that was a, a very good friend of my father, uh, Dr. Camanho, Gilberto Camanho. And I started working here. That's it. That's my story. I I, I walk uh, a little bit around the world. I have been in 2007 in in, in Germany with uh, Frank Lamp uh, in Endoclinicum in Hamburg. And I I I when you come to Brazil, the first time we met, I will, I was the chief in the Santa Helena Hospital, and that hospital was sold for another group, and now I'm I, I am. Uh, the head in the orthopedic surgery in a bigger hospital that's Santa Luz in, in, in the south wing of Brasilia. And it's the, we have, we have here in Brazil, we have two kinds of medicine. We have the public health, the public medicine, and the private medicine, the, the, the private health. And Santa Luz is the, the, the biggest uh Hostel in private medicine here in the in all, in all this region, and I am at the head of the the, the orthopedic surgery uh, chair here. We have a uh, a lot of we have residents and we have a lot of lots of things here. It's it's very we have a lot of fun here with them. And I am uh, working uh, in Hospital de Basi, that's the the biggest uh, public hospital in the center of the country. We have now working with the covid 1000 and 1.1000 beds you know we have like uh, lots of patients there and the orthopedic surgery is coming back with great force to the elective procedures 
and that's it. That's my that's my life now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So you know, I'm so happy to hear about your father and that he's well. And what a, what an amazing story that you know you and your father would would operate when he got tired. His hands were tired, but his brain wasn't, and so you guys could still work together and be able to take care of patients. And that, that has to be, have some amazingly fun uh, memories of that process with you and your dad. So really happy, happy to hear that he's doing well. I think it's also pretty neat. You know, that's another thing, you know, in the States, we have a very different system. Everybody goes to the, basically pretty much, you just have one system and some people have insurance from the government and other people have the private insurance, but pretty much everybody goes to the same hospitals. I, I really commend you for, for being both in the private sector and the public sector. I know that you're so passionate about all the things that you do around knee surgery. So really, really pleased to hear that. So, you know, I'm just thinking the first time I went to Brazil, I think was in 2009. Do you remember Hema Panetta? Hema was from, from my tech and from Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. And she would run. So she, she was part of the roadshow where we went, where we met the second time, but she would host this thing called the Latin American Forum, which was down in São Paulo, Brazil, and it was it was it was unbelievable. They brought in like 250 orthopedic surgeons from all over Brazil, and then it was like an industry sponsored event, and they had dinners and shows and and lectures. And I was like, oh my god, what a what an amazing uh, time that was. And then I came back, and that's when we met the the, the time at at your place where we did a road show. Hem and I did a roadshow. We went to all of these amazing cities. We spent almost two weeks down there moving around. And it, it was it was awesome to meet you. I, we went to Sao Paulo. We went to, I know I'm going to butcher these names, but one of my favorite cities was, is it Belo Horizonte or, or you know, Belo Horizonte. I know, there you go. Thank you for saying that correctly for me. That reminded me of San Francisco. It was a beautiful country, beautiful city with a uh, we went to the uh, to the Mata de Lay Hospital, I believe, and uh, but it's sort yeah, of hilly. Day, was, yeah, yeah, yeah Matter Day, yeah, exactly. And then, and then we came and saw you in Brasilia, and you nearly, you nearly killed. It was death by meat. Do you remember? You took me to a Brazilian barbecue. We sat there for three and a half hours. I've never eaten so much meat in my life. Do you remember that night? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I, I can't forget it. I can't forget it. We have a lot of a lot of. <laughs> Fun stories to, to tell. It, it it was huge. You went to Fogo de Chão. That's the yeah. that's a big barbecue, Brazilian barbecue. We call it churrascaria because we call barbecue churrasco here. You know, in Argentina they call parrilla, and here we call churrasco. And that, that, that's different, but the the idea is the same. Eat a lot of meat. You know. With a lot of that, that's what we like here in Brazil. And my father, my father is from the south of Brazil, and the and the original uh, Brazilian barbecue came from there. You know, they used to 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 raise the 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 the, the, the cattle. They have the the farms with the the cows, and they, and they, my father come from from there. So I I needed to to take you to. To have a, a really huge Brazilian barbecue, and I want I want you to come back here and we can, we can eat it again. Trust me, if I come back, I've been, it was fifteen courses of meat. I actually counted myself. I couldn't move for two days. I'm like, it was unbelievable. But every meal, every course was so absolutely delicious. I could I couldn't say no. But uh, 
That was amazing. And then from there, I don't know if I even told you this story. Is it Campania? Is that another another city, Campania, or no? Am I saying it wrong? Campina. Yes, Campinas. Oh my God, that was. <laughs> I can't tell that story. So, so I'm like, we're there, and I'm giving a lecture on, on arthroscopic Latterge, and uh, and we have to pull into the gas station to fill up. And of course, they, you know, we had a we had security, and we we had a driver. He was driving us around, and. I'm like passing out in the front seat. And then all of a sudden I hear this click, click on the window and I look over and there's a 16 year old kid with a gun pointed at the driver. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, this is, this is not good. And the driver was like, he got flustered. He gave him his wallet and he gave him his watch. And I'm like, I have my passport. So I like just threw my Apple watch at the kid and then he got super nervous and then he, he took off and, so, I mean, the, the the moral of the story, the joke of the story was, is that I got twice as many steps now because I got a Brazilian kid running around with my Apple Watch down there and I got my new Apple Watch up here. But it was uh, that was a little bit of a frightening moment. The J&J people threw up a yeah. big alert and alarm and everything. But uh, it's all good at the end. We're all we, we all did fine. Thank God. But uh, it's it's not so common here. And I, and I told you when you went here in Brasilia, here in Brasilia, we have more security. It's not a place for this kind of violence. We don't have it here, thank God. But we know that in Brazil, we have a lot of, lots of places that are very dangerous. But Campinas is not, is not a place like that. I know. I know. They, they, they were all freaked out. They couldn't believe it. All the docs when I went, because I still gave the lecture. I mean, from there, we went right over and I put the lecture on. And everybody's like... We we live in this nice neighborhood. This has never happened before, and everybody was so apologetic. And I was like, "Hey, you know, look, it's good. No worries. I'll get another watch. We'll be fine." It was a freak. It was a freak thing. So all good though. And so then, you know, I, I think it was maybe was it probably a year or two years later, you you came to to the Brigham, right? You did a traveling fellowship at the Brigham for about six weeks, which was phenomenal for you. And then you and I got to spend some time in the operating room together in my office, which was, that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And it was just really nice to, I have the pictures yeah. and I have, I have, and I have, and I use it because you, you have the, the, the system, the, 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 the customized system. Yes. And we don't have it here yet. We're, we're our, you know, Anvisa, the Brazilian FDA, it's even more restrictive than the than the FDA. Very more Thank yeah. you. That's right. We use the patient specific instrumentation. We we have a lot of guests on the show too, which is basically we do a CAT scan of the patient before surgery, and we get all of the angles and everything, and then we make these custom cutting blocks that we use one time only for the patients. And uh, I like to say, you know, you measure twice and you, and you cut once, and that really helps to increase the accuracy for doctors that are that are not doing as many total knee replacements as others. You can do it in like twenty minutes, and your patients go home in the same day. Yes. That's great. Yeah, we, I can't I can't do it here yet, yeah. but I'm I'm when it when it comes here, probably in the end of this year, I will I will went to Boston to see you. I will go to Boston to see you, and I will, and I will want to to do it again with you. And, and then I'm coming down there, brother. We're, you know, Sandy from the north and I. We're going to come down, and we're going to hang out in Brazil with you. We're going to do some cases down in Brazil, don't you think? Yes, that's great. That's great. And then the other thing that was great about that time when you came back to Boston was it was it was over Christmas, and uh, I know you were here, and you had your wife and the girls. 
And uh, I was like, my God, you know, it's Christmas Eve. I mean, what you've got to come to the house. I'm like, I have my Italian wife. She does the Festival of the Seven Fishes for Christmas Eve. We have like 30 people at the house. I'm like, you can't be sitting in a hotel by yourself. You're going to come over for Christmas Eve dinner. And, and, and of course you did. And then I had like the worst flu. I mean, I literally could not get out of bed. But you were downstairs like the rock star that you are. And you... Basically, you guys had an amazing time. All five of my boys were were around, and and the girls got yeah. to hang out. That was a really special night. It was it was great for me, because you know Brazilians have this warm thing to to do the receptions, and they they used to say that nobody in the world is like Brazilian, but it's 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 not true. <laughs> you are, you are, you you invited me to to spend the Christmas Eve in your home. And it, it was a great, great, great day. But we had like a, a week uh, a week before that. Do you remember that? we I went with the girls to your house and you show uh, them to how to do that, that, uh, that, uh, that houses with candies, oh, you know, gingerbread that, houses, gingerbread <laughs> houses. That's, that's not, that's not common here in Brazil and they love it. And they had a lot of, of fun and, on that day. And we had the the Limoncello day too. That's, that's you, your wife, your wife's family, Sandra's family, they used to do a limoncello in each home and we taste a lot of limoncello and it, it was great. Uh, and well in the day we were uh in the OR together, we went back to your home and we and I taste one of the 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 better wines I ever taste in my life, you know? And you know, it, we had we had a great time. We had a great time. I will, I will never be able to 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 give you uh to retribute you what are, what are you made for me. Oh you no know? you're 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 too kind. Thank you uh, uh, for everything you made for me and my family. They love you. The girls just passed here in front of me in home and say Say hi to Scott. Hi to Scott. Okay. I love I love the limoncello story because that comes from my you know from my wife's Italian uh, family. I mean, we literally we literally make we we bottle the limoncello. We have a vintage every year, and we we give it away for Christmas Eve. So it's like a it's a real sort of sought after thing from from many of our our close friends. But you literally sit there and you you peel the lemons. You know, get the lemon zest off. You sit there for hours doing that. Then you got to go get yeah. the green alcohol. I love it. And then My you, cook, you cook it. And, 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 then, and we taste a lot of limoncello. And I bring limoncello from Boston to Brazil, you know? <laughs> there you go. And for the record, it really wasn't Dr. Sigmund that was taking the girls for the ginger house preparation. That was actually my wife, but I was there having a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. We were all together that time. We were, we were all together. Yeah. No, it's, you know, that, 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 it's been amazing for me. I mean, I've traveled all over the world. I've had the unique opportunity to meet amazing doctors like yourself, Julian, from from no less probably than a dozen countries. And it always amazes me, you know, how how warm people are when you travel to their homes and the things that you do with them. You're not a tourist when you go. Like when we were in in Brasilia, you took me to the things that you would do, and and I've always been fascinated by that. That's one of the loves that I've had in professional education was to be able to exchange ideas and travel around the world and meet amazing people like yourself. It's great. It's great. I, I love it too. I, I used to to travel a lot too, and I have lots of friends in like a dozen countries too. 
Germany, Switzerland, America, Canada, Mexico, and all Latin America. Uh, and, 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 and we have a great time. And, and, and that's, that, that's true what you said. We are not tourists. We are like uh, friends, you know, people that are hanging around with the same uh, things that the, the local people are, are doing. And, but you, you are a very special guy. You are different, you know. And we had a connection like the, at, at, at the first met. And I don't know. It, it's like a love at the first sign. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, we we definitely we brought it out very early on, and it's been uh, it's been great since. And I definitely, uh, for sure, am excited to to be able to get the opportunity to travel again. I I really would love to come back and see you and the girls back in your back in Brazil, and I, I know that you're going to want to travel back to the, to America for some of these social, for the events that are hopefully happening soon. Actually, we're finally going to have an event in Nashville. The Ortho Show is very happy that we're going to be there at the the AOSSM and Anna meeting, which is in Nashville in July. Maybe you might pop up for that one if we can all travel around. So we're excited to be able to be a part of that. And, you know, you know, Julian, it's just, you know, this is what we, what I love about the show. And when, when we sort of pivoted to to the idea of these, you know, really amazing orthopedic surgeons from around the world. It just is, it always amazes me just to, to talk to amazing people like yourself who, who are really making a difference in, in, in the planet where you are and the work that you're doing. And, and then you become friends and you, you become colleagues. And it's really, you know, it's a pleasure, really a great pleasure to have had you on the show again, Julian, and great to see you again. And I really look forward to, to seeing you in person as soon as possible. I miss you a lot, and I, we miss all of our friends all around the world. It's a great honor to be here with you, and we can talk a little bit about our stories, and and, and we can uh, talk a little bit about orthopedic surgery. And I want I want you to know that I learned a lot of with you, and I'm still learning because we're in touch. And you're a great guy. You're a great friend. And I consider you like a brother, as you used to say. And it, it's great to me to, to have the opportunity to, to meet and to know persons like you. It's, it's, it's like a, you, are a, a, you are a big doctor in the, the biggest country in the world. And it's, for me, it's like a great honor. You know, I use it like a... To, I say to my friends, I have a very good friend that's a huge surgeon in Boston, Scott Sigmund. <laughs> you know, and it's true, oh. it's true. No, oh, you're 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 too kind. I mean, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, my orthopedic brother of another mother, and uh, Julian Machado is definitely one of my orthopedic brothers. It was, it's just such a pleasure to have you on, Julian. I think that uh, here at the Ortho Show, again, we're so proud to have people like yourself on the show. This is Dr. Scott Sigmund, hashtag follow the fro, host of the Ortho Show. Till next time.